I'm in a hurry. I've got a very important phone call to make. Hi guys, welcome back to Locally Hated. I'm Keelan. I'm Jen. And we got new microphones. Oh, we hope they sound way better. Hopefully. We'll see. Yeah. I don't think anybody wants to hear this like crispy of my voice because this is this is like crispier than it sounds if I'm just like talking to somebody directly I think yeah yeah I don't know I think sometimes when we hear our voices recorded even crispy. I guess it's because like when you're listening well when you actually hear your voice in your head it's bouncing off your bones so it sounds a lot different <laughs> it does it bounce like your voice bounces off the, your skull <laughs> oh. anyway yeah, let's breathe. Yeah. It's been a day. I drank enough water today. I didn't drink enough, but I was drinking water. I I don't I can't tell you the last time that I actually drank enough water. Like and I kind of felt like shit. Like I'm not sure. Like I felt like shit after I drank enough water. <laughs> so I don't really know if I believe the hype. <laughs> it's getting rid of the toxins, Kaylin. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> it's flushing your system out. I will say this. I had to pee so much. Anytime that I am like right now, like how I'm eating like shit and I'm not working out and like I'm my worst version of myself, like health wise. Um, and then I start to go into the mode of like getting my shit back together. Mm -hmm. I, it's not necessarily, you know how they say like when you do keto, you go into that like keto, like sickness for like the first few days, you get like a fever, your muscles ache and all that. Um that happens with me when I start drinking like shit ton of water and I'm eating well because like all the garbage that's inside of my body is just leaving. Yeah, except then I came Never home fails. and ate like three pieces of leftover pizza. So it's totally fine. <laughs> drink enough water. But I did drink enough water, so that's that's good. Well, like I never used to drink pop. I would drink pop maybe like once a week, like when I would have pizza. Like that was like my Friday night thing when I was like five years of like really good health. Yeah, and um, I drink pop every day now, which is fucking crazy. Oh my God, I don't think I could do that. I think that would make me feel like really bloated. I think that that's yeah, a hundred percent true because that's how I feel. Well, Jen, it's addicting. I wanted to talk to you today about this like podcast that I listened to and also this article that I read about um, AI boyfriends and like <gasps> AI significant others. And I was thinking about our conversation from the last episode where we like kind of talked about AI a little bit. And I still don't know like jack shit about AI truly, but do you want to hear about AI boyfriends? Uh, yeah. Okay. 100%. So, there is this um, software website app type thing called Replica. Um, and basically what you do is you, you have to pay, um, of course. But, like, you log in and you basically, like, build um, a, a, an AI partner, like a virtual partner. Hmm. And you basically have to train it. And so you're able to, like, kind of pick, like – what does it wear? Like, what is, what is this, you know, what is the name? Like, you know, all this different stuff, but then you train it basically through like chatting with it. And Replica has added like a bunch of other features to this relationship that you can have with this AI boy boyfriend or girlfriend or partner, significant partner. other, <laughs> which like, which can be like a voice chat because AI voice has gotten so good that like you can literally like leave voice memos or like receive them back or like they're working on like a call feature. I think that a call feature already exists. And so basically the training portion is that you like chat back and forth and you can essentially like thumbs up or thumbs down responses from, That's from, insane. yep. From the, the chat bot. I don't know. Like, like literally 
you get to kind of curate the type of like, like the AI perfect, partner that you're having. Yeah, like the perfect, the perfect partner. Sure, but like it's gotten so much more advanced than that. And so like the your AI boyfriend can like break up with you. Oh. Your AI boyfriend can, can like you become abusive, like verbally abusive. <gasps> it's like a whole thing. And so there's like swaths Talk about of projection. People. Oh my god. Yeah. There's like swaths of people that are like swearing off of of like human dating. Like they're they don't want to date humans anymore. They're happy with just like their AI partners. And I guess like something that I've been thinking a lot about ever since I was like listening to the shit, it was like there's like one argument to be made that it's really good because it's like partial some people are arguing. I think I think I'm going to be very clear where I stand on this. Some people are arguing <laughs> that um, it's like solving like this epidemic of loneliness. Okay. But like, is it? Or is right. it us like just deluding ourselves into our own bullshit even more? I Right. So I just want to hear your thoughts on it. There's other things that I can share based off of like what well, I've read. I'm but, also yeah. thinking too, like when I just made the comment about projection and how it like is responding to you, like if your AI partner is breaking up with you or being verbally abusive to you, mm-hmm. like again like it goes back to that adage of you you essentially tell people how to treat you yeah and if a fucking robot is learning to verbally abuse you and a (laughs) robot is learning to like just be an asshole to you like yeah dude yeah there was like do some work exactly and there was like this one um and i'll link the podcast um in the show notes so that if people want to listen to that, they can, but there was like a report of this one woman who was using replica as a way to kind of work through her own past relationship trauma and kind of like learn. And one of the arguments people are making is that like to learn like healthier relationship behaviors. But this woman in particular was being like really abusive to, like you were saying, like to the, her AI boyfriend. And then he, um, he started to become abusive and she had to like delete him like literally oh. like <laughs> like delete her account. yeah and i don't really know i mean like i think i think a lot about dating because i'm because i'm single um but i also think that like what's going on with ai right now and just it feels like it really just like exploded overnight with all these different things yeah like literally there was like an article and then all of a sudden in the yeah. last month like early yeah. April, I was doing a training um, for something that I was like a class I was taking, and um, someone had brought in an article about AI and mm-hmm. how it can help with like content creation and all this stuff. Yeah, like ChatGPT, yeah. the mm-hmm. yeah. based stuff. Totally. And then all of it now it's like, and maybe it's like one of those things like where when you buy a brand new car, all of a sudden you start seeing them everywhere and you never used to see them. Yeah. So like maybe it has been around, but like literally I've not been hearing anything about AI like yeah. at all yeah i think and like, all of a sudden that's all i'm hearing about exactly and i feel like there are just certain things i mean the concern with ai is always about there's a lot of concerns with ai but one of the big ones is like being sentience and i think for me like like i think dating is already like like kind of fucked to begin with and always has been and i think that like anybody who also argues that they want to go back to like the good old days like probably didn't like live in the good old days <laughs> Because, I mean, I think for women in particular, there hasn't ever been, like, a good time for dating, like, yeah. period. Ever. Yeah. Because it's kind of like we were <laughs> we were either, um, you know, just immediately married off or, 
well actually that happened for like a very long time yeah um kind of still does it kind of still does yeah and then after that i don't know actually i can't think of a good time (laughs) so what you're saying is it's never a good time to be a woman (laughs) (laughs) it's like a better time now to be a woman than it used to be oh yeah i know But, but no but really and truly we still are looked at as less than, as property, as things to be bartered with. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think that, I don't know. And it just goes back to like, you know, I have two sons, right? And mm-hmm. I'm trying to like raise them to be super respectful, talking about consent, talking about just other people's feelings in general, not just women. Mm-hmm. But what is our society still impeding on them? Yeah. In terms of, how they should be treating their partners. Do you find that, I mean, just like even within the media too, but do you find that there are certain things that your sons do or like say that like, I mean, this is natural, like for a parent, like there are certain things that they're going to say and do that. You're just like, where the fuck did you learn that? Cause it wasn't for me. Um, like I'm sure that happens, but like with stuff regarding like women, like, do you, do you see that happening? No. Um, actually, yes. Um, in a good way. When when Liam is always mature, I'm like, where the fuck did you learn that? (laughs) Because it wasn't me. Um, no, like, yeah, to be honest, like I am actually very surprised in a good way when I, you know, not that he's, you know, out there just dating around. He's only had a couple interactions with girls so far. I mean, you know, he's just about to be 15. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm always very surprised at his response to like what is going on, um, even when it gets a little dramatic on the girl's part. And I hate to say it like that, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, because I'm not trying to be like, oh, those hormonal dramatic girls. <laughs> um, but I am actually really like, I, and, well, I think I even told you about the one girl for the whole homecoming situation. Like, oh, I yeah. was actually kind of... That was so weird. Yeah, but I was, like, shocked even just their initial, like, where she was like, oh, you know, the more I think about it. Like, she was so mature in the sense of her communication style with him and, like, just being able to tell him, like, you know, hey, I didn't want to lead you on. Thank yeah. you for doing all those things. But, you know, the more I think about it, I'd prefer that you know right off the bat that I'm just still not comfortable with even the thought of dating yet because I've never dated anybody that's like so mature (laughs) and then he was like cool like understood like was he hurt probably you know yeah oh sorry buddy if you're listening to this no um but yeah he was hurt a little you know but also had enough self-worth when she was like, I still want to go as friends. And he was like, nah, I'm just going to go with my friends. Hope That's you understand. Amazing. I would and not have been able, like, I, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't have been able to do that up until Picture like, us back in seventh, eighth, ninth grade. No, forget it. Like, are you fucking kidding me? No. And I, I went through like, I would have still gone with the guy. Yep. I would have been like, okay, yeah, let's just go as friends. And... Exactly. Like, yeah. Oh. oh my gosh. It's funny that you bring that up with whole, like the maturity level and like seeing it change. Cause I feel like, like my sister and I have talked about this before that like, even with like reality TV shows, with like like dating or otherwise, it doesn't matter with what type of pit, type of reality TV show it is. But they've almost like gotten a lot more boring in a way because like people have kind of like woken up in a mm-hmm. lot of ways, and I feel yeah. like we're collectively like like understanding more of our emotions. Like more people are in therapy, <laughs> and and so like now like where there would have been like a legit like fist fight, now people are like. 
like, hey, like, you know, what you said right there, like, really upset me. And I think that you probably have some work to do. And like, so do I, so do I. But like, and it's like, they'll have these like conversations. I'm like, this isn't drama. Like, (laughs) like, I need, I want someone to like, fight. (laughs) Where's the hunger games? I'm just like, I mean, Jersey Shore level stuff, like really like the prime of reality TV, like with New York, like New York. Um, Oh my God. Like, yeah. Real world. Like, uh-huh. all that stuff. Early, early Bachelor. Um, but I do look it, yeah. back at that stuff, though. Like, so real world. I went back. Okay. How about, let's just talk about My So-Called Life with yeah. Claire Danes and Jared Leto. Yeah. That was when we, it's so funny, when we talk about, like, why have we grown up looking at relationships the way that we do? Yeah. And I look back, like, I watched um, the whole f- season because there's only one of my so-called life like last winter Mm -hmm. and i went oh my fucking god i haven't watched this since like eighth grade seventh or eighth grade seventh and i'm like no fucking wonder she's chasing after this oblivious borderline narcissistic piece of shit who wants nothing to fucking do with her because he doesn't have like the wherewithal to have any kind of feelings at all But, like, she's chasing after this dude and, like, so in love with him and she's so in her thoughts and, like, she's going so out of her way for him and, like, doing all this shit. And that was our example. Like, yeah. that was our example. I and mean, then, think of all the other examples that are exactly like that. goes and sleeps with her best friend at the end of it and, like, oh like go fuck yourself, Jared yeah. Leto. Okay? Go fuck yourself for that and many other reasons. But yeah. go fuck yourself. 30 Seconds of Mars can eat shit. It's like, Sorry. They, well, they... <laughs> That fan sucks. And I remember <laughs> like, when that music was, yeah. But like that was my 90s. Like I grew up in the 90s, right? Yeah. Like I'm a 90s grunge girl. Oh, Lou, hi. I know. Um, sweet. He's like, did you say allergies? Because I am. <laughs> yeah. Just rubbing all over you. Um, but like when I think back to those movies, like she saw that and like. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Oh my God. 10 Things I Hate About You with Heath Ledger. I've never seen 10 Things I Hate About You. With Heath Ledger. I I know. I've never seen it. It's actually one of my favorite like 90s movies. I need to watch it. It's like weird that I haven't seen it. Um, But but yeah, like 10 Things or not 10 Things, the other 10 one, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I just watched that recently and it's like that one like is a little bit different. But at the same time, it's like they both treat each other like absolute garbage. Yeah. And then like like still win each other over at the end like i i know that i believed that stuff the one that really had a chokehold on me for years for years was 500 days of summer i don't know never seen that never seen it yeah well with 500 days of summer i thought for the longest time that like i was summer like i i honestly like (laughs) like curated my personality to be like more like we've talked about zoe de chanel before like i wanted to be that like that like interesting like the manic pixie dream girl stuff like i just like I mean, there's also Garden State is like a Manic Pixie Dream mm-hmm, Girl movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like those type. Um, Nick and Nora's Infinite Play- Playlist. Like all those movies that like, came out around the same time, like the Fox Searchlight baddies. Um, but with 500 Days of Summer, I didn't realize until the last couple of years that I thought that I was like summer the entire time. And then I found out that I was actually Tom where Tom is like basically pursuing a relationship that he's like making up in his head. And like summer's being like so clear about like, I mean like there's still because relationships are complicated, but like in the movie summer is being pretty explicit about like, I'm not sure if I'm looking for a relationship and like, 
you know, we can hang out like just as friends. And it was like really like, I think that movie was like probably one of the first movies to show more of like a, like a situation ship type of thing that it was like really one-sided and Tom is like making up all these ideas of what the relationship is in his head and they're like not actually happening like that's like not the reality and like that was me in like so many relationships yeah the other movie that I think fucked me up was when Harry met Sally again I don't think I've, I've seen parts of it but yeah it's just like they stay friends for like a really long time and then eventually they realize that they're right for each other hmm I don't like I just feel like I feel attacked (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> there's always gonna be one movie you should watch when harry Mutt's i haven't out. even watched it but if that's the premise i'm like is that dj and i <laughs> 18 years of friendship and then we're together it was like 10 it was like 10 years or something yeah, yeah or longer the, than that, there was yeah. just all these fucked up like this is your role model like, yeah this is how it is and i'm just like that's what we bought into and yeah. we were just like, oh, that's how it is. And the, the drama and the crying and the back and the forth and all the shit. And I'm just like, oh, it's exhausting to even think about. Yeah. But it, yeah. I. But now I think about movies. So I was actually reading something today. I don't even remember the name of the article. But it was about how um, Hollywood is, it's just all sex now. And mm-hmm. it's all violence now. And yeah. it's just like, there's no wholesome anything there's no like there's no there's barely any rom-coms coming out anymore i was just gonna say that there's barely any rom-coms coming I out miss, anymore like the rom-coms like and again like of course we practical can magic yeah what <laughs> practical magic yeah oh that's the thing is so I'm, like, bad bring back like b movies yeah bring back b movies like i i was thinking yeah about um or i was talking to my friend lauren about like the lack of um rom-coms or like I think we've brought it up a couple of times. Just like we totally go back to like the early two thousands movies, but like a lot of the rom coms that have popped up in the last like couple of years, I feel like there's been like a hard cut off in like twenty eighteen, and there hasn't really been anything new. And yeah. what has come out has been like garbage. Homework. Yeah, but like, like fucking. But no, like the the one that um had Jennifer Lopez and I can't remember who the guy was, and they were like getting married on some island. But it was violent. It was violent as fuck. It was like was it like an action movie? Yeah, it was like an action rom com. It was like. I watched it when we were at that retreat in January. Oh. Um, one of the nights we were like waiting to go do something and it was like on. I think we were waiting to like go in the hot tub or something. And I was just like watching it and I'm like, this is so bad. And it's so bad that they're trying to make this a rom-com, but it's and, like, it's just all around so bad. And I'm like, even then I was thinking, I'm like, I haven't seen a rom-com yeah. in a really long time. And like, not like, I feel like it falls into this, this genre too. It's not necessarily a rom-com, but like, where are the movies like Devil Wears Prada? Yeah. Like, where's that? Yeah. It has nothing to do with violence, nothing to do with lots of sex, like nothing, like, you know what I mean? Like, and I want It's also shit. not a Marvel movie. Yeah. Right? Oh my Seriously. God. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, there was, um, so the New York Times um, film critic, he was like the head film critic. Oh, I just read about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He left, left it, left film, and there was in a daily episode where like Michael Barbaro like interviewed him and- Basically, his entire reason for leaving was that he doesn't feel like film is the way it used to be, and that's very fair. And also that, like, the whole push for, like, these huge blockbusters, how Marvel has really, like, monopolized, like, almost everything, like, so many superhero movies, not just Marvel, but also DC, but obviously Marvel is, like, the bigger one. And that, like, it, even though streaming has changed um the landscape for independent filmmakers because there are more avenues where you can 
release your work. Um, it's still like, it's too uh, segmented to really be able to have something that like everybody is talking about. And like, yeah. I, I see that as such a loss. Like that's such a loss, like culturally to not have yeah. like, and we do sometimes like we had Game of Thrones, but think about the last time there was like a movie. But that's what I'm saying. Like, think about like Braveheart. Think about like yeah. those types of Titanic. movies. Oh my God. Oh, we were just talking about Titanic. Like where the hell are those movies right yeah. now? Well, we I guess have... like people could say it's like Avatar, but also like I would rather. But like, no, myself. but yeah. like, no, because I don't want sci-fi. Yeah. Titanic's not sci-fi. That was real fucking life. Yeah. Like, I, want I also re- really, if you ever want to like be among some of the strangest people, like go and read the Titanic subreddit. Oh boy. I yeah. I, I, wanna... Yeah. I joined it. That, yeah. I'm like, is that a rabbit hole I do need to be going down? Because it's you know, really the rabbit holes I go down and I still like, come out of them. It's split into two different types of people, which is people that are really there to talk about the movie, which is the minority. And then the larger group of people that are like debating, like, the logistics of whether or not you can raise the Titanic, if they closed it in time, like trying to discover new like historical facts that haven't been new historicals, like an oxymoron, but like that haven't been, um, yeah, like discovered yet about like people who are obsessed about the Titanic sinking. Yeah, no, I, I, I would get lost in that for hours and I wouldn't be sleeping. I love it. I know. I, know. <laughs> I would get lost in that for fucking hours. No, but I don't know. I just, I just think about like, if TJ and I weren't together right now, mm-hmm. I'd be single. I, I really do wholeheartedly believe I was so happy when I was single before him and I like got together. I was so fucking happy. And I was just like loving taking myself out on dates. I was loving just like, yeah, I'm hungry. Sure, I'll go out like on a date with a dude. Yeah. But like I was very um, explicit about like, this is it. This is all this is like. I am so not into wanting a relationship right now or any kind yeah. of bullshit. And I like stuck to it and I didn't put up with anyone's crap, but I did a lot of like looking back at like, where the fuck did all of this come from? Like mm-hmm. the self-worth shit and the expectations and like, you know, I was, it's like a year that I was just by myself, like in my own head and yeah. like working with my therapist on so much shit, really looking at like the dynamics of my relationships over the like, you know, the last 20 fucking years of Mm -hmm. my life and why I was where I was at. And it's so funny that when I started watching my so-called life, I burst out laughing and I was like, holy shit, this started it. This started it all. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't, but, but yeah, no, I, I look at how media does shape how we see things Mm -hmm. and how we view ourselves and the um, relationship that we have with anyone and anything around us, right? And so now looking at what media has become, it's just disgusting to me. Well, I think like even to that point to tie it back to what we were talking about before with with AI, like that's a new form of media. Mm -hmm. And so this whole, I think that like we were kind of, we were kind of stretching into this, this zone with, the advent of dating apps um of this whole idea where like everything just becomes like really virtual like it's really like you know it's you do do kind of know that there's like a person on the other end of it but like i have probably messaged like thousands maybe it's more like definitely thousands of men uh like on dating apps like over the years i've been on dating apps for like 10 years now like on and off and um and like you can have these full-blown conversations with people for like like months weeks sometimes even years 
and like never actually meet them. And so when you like stretch it into like AI, it's kind of like a really similar sentiment, like kind of maintaining these digital relationships. And there is like that really strange moment where if you meet that person in real life and like there's like a dissonance to it because you've kind of like conjured up an idea of who they are in your head. And I, and I honestly like, and I think a lot of people will disagree with me on this. I don't think that that's like a true relationship. I don't think that you can truly, truly be in like, like a nuanced, like, um, totally fulfilling like raw relationship unless you are with that person like physically physically. oh yeah i 1000 percent agree i think a lot of people disagree and i'm concerned about that disagreement i would be very concerned about that yeah because you know what like at the end of the day you can absolutely have a great emotional connection to somebody but there's something to be said about the physicality and just the straight animalistic nature of our bodies still yeah, and, and it doesn't have to be sex. Like it no, doesn't have to. It's but like it's still attraction. It's yeah. still how do you physically interact and connect with that person? How are you actually attracted? Like I'm What's sorry, you have language? to be attracted to yeah. your person. Exactly, you have to be attracted to your person. Yeah. Anyone who's like, it's just about the mind for me, bitch. No, it's not. I mean, like that's like. A, I mean, love is blind. Like I don't know if you've watched it yet, but no. like that. <laughs> I'm saving I mean, that. Like, I'm saving oh. that for when I have nothing else to watch because that's <laughs> going to be something that's going to take up all my time. I mean, it's fun. Um, it's a fun one. Again, it's not. I like this kind of goes with the like all um reality shows are getting kind of boring just because everybody's like waking up which is good I'm happy that everybody's waking up but like (laughs) great for you and your therapist right what the fuck entertainment but with love is blind like that's the entire like experiment is that they take I don't know I think they start with like like 20 or 30 singles and they have them they put like the women in one in in the women's quarters and the men in the men's quarters and then they like go into these pods um in like the middle i guess and like they can't see each other they can only hear each other and they like keep journals and like you go on like it's like it's like just serial dating like you're just like dating but you're only hearing the voices and then you get this is the part that I think is the craziest about the show is that you get engaged before you see the person. So like someone will propose to someone else and then you have to accept, but then like you don't get like the ring until you like meet them in person. Yeah. And I just like, and and there's like several occasions where like people will, you know, for what they say, like fall in love when they're in the pods and, you know, then they see them in person and they're like, damn, I'm like not attracted to this But that's person. just, but that is that human nature. That doesn't make nature. you shallow. Yeah. But that doesn't make you shallow. That's human nature. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I'm such a, and I don't, I, I'm not going to get into why I think this, but I'm the kind of person that I also have to like know how I physically like interact with somebody, not just sexually, but like even mm-hmm. just like if I don't want you touching me, I don't want you fucking touching me. And that's a big problem. And like, if, and I'm someone that like, it takes a lot to let people touch me or Mm -hmm. like be in my physical close proximity. And so like, I've absolutely like, even just recently, um, you know, met somebody in a different state when I was on vacation and we even just could see each other through FaceTime. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until we were actually able to physically like be together like when I went to go visit that person yeah. that I was like, huh, I don't know. Yeah. 
It's I don't a know huge about difference. this. It's huge difference. Yep. Humongous difference. Exactly. And it's just it's their body language, it's their smell. Their smell. It's mm-hmm. all it's everything. There's mm-hmm. so much just animalistic totally shit that goes into it. Yeah. And I I don't know. I, I anyone that tells you otherwise I think is a total fucking liar. <laughs> I yeah, and, and, and I in think denial. it's also like and that's not to like because there are a lot of people unfortunately because we are definitely experiencing an epidemic of, of loneliness and, and like that's kind of the coined term at the moment but um but it is really after the pandemic we really haven't seen people meet up in person as much as they used to i mean like think about how many meetings are still like taken like virtually when they like very easily could be in person and even that like you know that yeah. platonic like one-on-one interaction like i never i never really did the whole like virtual hanging out during the pandemic because like I would rather See. die. Um, like, like I was already in meetings all the time, like on Zoom or Google Hangouts. Like the last thing I wanted to do was like date, like with a video chat. Like, yeah. no, oh my god, no. And so anyway, I I think a lot about how many people are feeling lonely right now, and that like one of the positive things they're saying about AI dating is that like it's allowing people to still you know, experience some sort of emotional fulfillment or connection or like that type of relationship. Um, if they're like really deep in their own, like personal isolation, or I guess agoraphobia in some cases too. And I'm just like, that just seems like a cop out to me. Like you're not actually addressing the issue. And in some cases there are people who are like using replica that are, um, are disabled. Or like I was saying before, like the example of somebody who had left an abusive relationship and was kind of like working through new patterns, but like you are not you you are not in a relationship with a person like it like that is your like ai boyfriend but like you should never like swear off actual relationships like that's so disturbing to me yeah and like mm-hmm. i've had like plenty of bad dating experiences and like you know i just like ended something that was you know on not even on and off but it was kind of like there for the last 4 years like i guess like a situation i don't even know how you describe it but it was something where like i was single but not like not totally like just like a complicated situation and I mean even though it was like overall maybe not the best experience for me mentally um a lot of the time I still think like I still know that I'm like gonna continue to date like that yeah I've never been I'm fortunately never been so like racked by something that like I really need to like like quit it all together. I can't imagine quitting humans. I guess is what I'm saying. I did for a year and it was the best thing that ever fucking happened to me. But you didn't get an AI boyfriend. I did not. Yeah, that's my point. It's no, like, when I yeah. was hungry and poor and I went and got like a real dude to take me out to dinner <laughs> <laughs> and literally would tell them that I'm hungry and poor. <laughs> like Help take me, me out. I want, exactly. Like I, I want to look at a cute face and have good conversation and. But that's just like life. You should but have that's that. just dating, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and like, I don't know. I only did that a handful of times, but I was real desperate uh, for food. <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah. Listen, single mom, have you know? Yeah, it's nice to like feel like a person, like just yeah. Well, yeah. well, and you're poor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was living in a beautiful loft, like trying to keep my kids, you know, like living, like not disturbing their lives. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was poor. I didn't eat unless they ate and were there, or some dude bought me dinner once in a blue moon. No That's why I was that. also like 115 pounds and not 145. No shame in that. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I do think that taking breaks 
when you need to, to readjust, re yeah. relook at things, re you know, pivot, figure shit out with yourself. Like it, I think that's actually healthy and you need to, to do that. But I don't think substituting real humans for fake, cause that's what they are. They are fake, like sub, like they're subs. Yeah. Like that they're not real. They're not yeah. real. It doesn't matter how advanced the technology yeah. gets. I yeah. I can't assign humanity yeah. to a machine. No. And like it's cool. Like I, I do love the idea of that one girl trying to like work through her shit love with it. it. Yeah. Great. That's actually really fucking cool. And mm -hmm. I would love to see the research on that. And mm -hmm. like it's if, too new, but yeah. yeah. But I would love to see like whatever papers get written about that or totally. whatever kind of research comes from that. But like again, that scientific testing. That's not you having a real, true relationship with this bot. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's like, I think a lot of people that are turning to Replica, it, it seems like, it, at least like in the, in the early stages, are turning to it because they've had bad experiences through like modern dating, um, which like, who hasn't? And it, yeah, who hasn't? But even like really traumatic stuff, I get. I've been there. Mm -hmm. I've been in some, anyone who actually knows me knows some of the really horrendous shit I've gone through. I would never think that that's an option for me. I know. It feels like a cop out. Yeah. And like, and I also get like mental illness. Like I have a friend, they are extremely like paralyzed. This is actually like, everyone's like, oh, I have social anxiety. No, this person's social anxiety is on fucking believable. Mm -hmm. And for like a situation like that, I could maybe see like dabbling into something like that but then it's still like well no go get a therapist yeah <laughs> figure your say, shit out like, like let's work through the social anxiety like let's yeah try to get you out of your house let's get you out of working remotely let's get you into the real world yeah because they want to be they just can't yeah that's the thing is like replica also costs money i think it's like three hundred dollars to like a year or i don't know month. if it's <laughs> I, I just know that the number is 300 but either way okay. i'm kind of just like like, I don't know. It's just like, I, I guess I get concerned about kind of like, I, I get really annoyed when people are like, oh my God, I hate people. I hate people. Oh my God, I hate people so much. I'm just like, wow, must be tough out there. <laughs> like to really hate people to the point where like, you yeah. don't want to interact in the world at all. And you want to like have your little Tamagotchi boyfriend. Like, oh my God, Tamagotchi boyfriends. Oh no. Yeah. Like make sure Ooh. he gets fed. He's going to go shit make in his sure room gets now. Fed. Yeah. <laughs> No, but really, like, I haven't watched that Megan movie yet, and now I Me want either. to. We to kind of see. We should, just to see what's what's coming. What's and coming for us? I think I'm also just, like, pushing back against all the AI stuff, because, like, my one of my biggest fears, biggest fears, I don't know if you know this about me, humanoid robots. I didn't know that, but yep. I can see it. Yep, the future is bleak for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, it, it ties into that, and so it's just, like, you can also do stuff with, with like replica where you can use um augmented reality to like basically project your ai boyfriend like into the room so if you have like the app on your phone Fuck. like i could like take it and like my ai boyfriend could be like sitting right there with us like, but, like hanging out as we're recording that's so crazy to me but then i then so then i think like okay then what's next like actual robots like that megan movie where like it's an actual like this the covering is made to feel like skin yeah. and like like this is going down a really bad road. Well, oh, God. did you ever watch oh, Black God. Mirror? Um, ye, only one episode, but yeah, I've heard it's 
there was one episode that's like kind of like this. So basically this woman was like grieving and I don't remember the name of the episode, but this woman was grieving. She lost her, her fiance very suddenly. And so there was a company that existed where like, basically if you sent them like a bunch of pictures and like videos or whatever, then they would like essentially synthesize like, or, or build or create or whatever. Synthesize probably isn't the right word. Um, like an, a replica. A replica. Yeah. <laughs> a replica of <laughs> a replica. your your loved one. Oh my and God. so like he like got delivered and he looked and felt and acted like exactly. And she like had sex with him. It's like this whole thing. But then she like got to the point where she was so disturbed by it. I can't remember. It was like kind of like over time. She just like, I think like it was part of her grieving process and she was like kind of walking away from it, but like got to the point where, um, she ended up like keeping the robot like in the in the attic like for the rest of time and like she would go up and like visit like from time to time it's fucking weird it's really freaky but like that's like like what is like what yeah no that's that's fucking crazy i'm getting chills but yeah that's fucking crazy And, like, then remember we were talking about um, a couple weeks ago about, like, the sentience. Like, do they have feelings? And, like, yeah. how lonely? Do you think the robot got lonely? I don't know. That's a great question. It's, like, Furbies got lonely. Oh, my God. Furbies? Remember those fucking creepy? Oh yeah, they go, me scared. Like, if you'd, like, put it in the closet, like, and turn off the lights. Oh, my fucking God. That's how you had to get it to go to sleep, though. It's no. very fucked up. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't. It's too much. Too much. Oh God. But yeah, I don't know. I mean. My brain like can't even handle this right now. I'm sorry. I'm, no. <laughs> no, I'm just like thinking about it. I'm just like, oh my fucking God. Like I'm going to go home and I'm going to just, well, especially because our phones are listening to us right now. Um, so all the videos are now that are going to pop up when I open all up. Be AI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it was so much AI shit today already. Because we've been talking about AI stuff over the last week. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only other thing that I'll say that, like, concerns me with a continued push toward more, like, like, digital shit is just, like, I don't know. I mean, like, human relationships and just, like, being a human on this planet, it's, like, incredibly messy. It's just really messy. You're going to feel a lot of things. You're going to experience a lot of emotions and like if you're trying to like like sugarcoat all of life's experiences like you're not going to be left with anything that's like actually meaningful and i think that there's no substance yeah and i think that our like our whole digital avatars that we create for ourselves on you know social media and through so many other things it's like that's like really not who we are and like i talked about this in your um in your coaching um class yesterday it was just like we like have to remember like how to to live life and like the more i see so much of ai and and like the digital realm creeping into our daily lives um like the more like i just spend so so much of my days like dissociated sometimes because it's like i realize that like i'll look up after like eight hours and i'm like oh my god i was just like on my phone or on the computer all day like Mm -hmm. yeah what so yeah yeah i really i think that's what i love about my job and the studio is it's so it's still so interactive Mm -hmm. with people Mm -hmm. (laughs) um 
so for me, it's like I do sometimes I don't even know where my phone is, which is great. Oh, yeah. It's like I can put my phone down um, at my studio at my day job. And then it's like I see anywhere from, you know, like 20 to 40 people, depending on what site I'm at or whatever. But it's like I'm so immersed with people for straight like four and a half hours, just like back to back to back to back. And it's great. The time flies by. I have fun. I'm like feeling connected to people. People. (laughs) And, you know, and I get it. And I guess maybe I'm speaking about, you know, my opinion obviously because it's my opinion and my experience and who I am as a person like I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that are like no I literally fucking hate people no no I'm sorry that's like that's so unnatural people make life worth living I'm not saying it's natural but (laughs) but I'm just saying like I'm sure there are people out there though that because like to me it's like it doesn't compute in my head like even no matter how terrible things have gotten in my life yeah I I still want to be a part of human connection i still believe there are good people out there i still believe that people are worth getting to know and to be around and to eventually trust and there are more good people than bad yeah there are 100 percent more good people than bad but you're not going to be compatible with everybody from a friendship perspective from dating dating is just more pronounced but like so many things like sometimes like you're not even gonna like be compatible with yourself (laughs) i was totally thinking that yeah like sometimes you're not going to recognize yourself and like it's all part of it's all part of life and i just like to dilute that because you're like because you've been hurt it's like i don't actually have a ton of patience for that i'm like no like you're you're missing out on some of the most beautiful moments just because you're afraid of feeling something that is so fucking sad it's sad yeah it's sad yeah for sure it Mm -hmm. makes me feel really bad that they don't see any other way i know sorry this was such a bummer episode i wasn't expecting it to take that turn no it's okay <laughs> i'm totally okay with it i'm kind I think of, it's just because of like what the conversation that i had to have today so i'm kind of just I like know. i'm feeling yeah. existential like no. i was and you know i'm listening i'm listening to matthew mcconaughey's book green lights yeah and it's, yeah tell me more oh about my that God, it is so fucking good you guys Oh my God! I've al- I've always loved Matthew McConaughey. Is he narrating it too? So are you oh, like just listening to his voice yes. in your ears? Oh my God! Fitz is like, can like we it. put on Matthew McConaughey's book, please? He's like, I really do. We know Fitz. <laughs> He's like, I just. I'm like, is he your new celebrity crush? <laughs> He's like, can we put on the audiobook, please? He's I like, mean, like. He has a very sultry voice. So yeah. Although it was like, does it just sound like one very long Lincoln commercial? No, he's very charismatic. It's <laughs> okay. definitely like, no, it's acting for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's acting. He's narrating in such a very fun, like, but it's about his life. I love a good and, southern accent. Yeah. But it's like about his life and it's about all those green light moments that pushed him forward and taught him all these amazing lessons it's about the yellow lights that taught him to pause and to just pivot and Mm -hmm. you know reassess and the red lights that slapped him in the fucking face like going you know getting arrested stuff like that so it's it's really cool to like hear about and you know i'm not like a huge like celebrity person like everyone knows i love david bowie but like i'm not like someone that like follows famous people and like you know Mm -hmm. would lose my shit if they died or this or the other thing the way that some people do yeah um but listening to his like backstory so i didn't know anything really about him you know i don't go and look up like my favorite celebrities like backstories and all of that unless like something happened and it was like interesting i found like a little tidbit about them or something but anyway Mm -hmm. um so i knew nothing about him like at all i knew days and confused was his first role that like fell into his lap that was it um but to hear from the moment he's had memories to like now wow is 
I'm like, this dude's lived a fucking life. And he has, like, made it a point to live his life. Mm. So when we're talking about this AI shit and we're talking about not having human connection or, you know, like, if you need to take time to yourself because you just need to decompress and be away from humans, do it. it. But when I... Now, like, I'm like... It's just so funny we're having this AI conversation and I'm also simultaneously listening to this book right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so immersed in his world and just like, wow, what a fucking life he has lived. And if he would have said no to any of that, like, that would have been so sad for him. Yeah. (laughs) But that's like most people, you know? Like, I don't know. I think about, you know, like, there's so many people that I'm friends with that I, when I hear their backstories, when I hear their you know, their traumas and their successes and their wins and their, you know, lost loves and their amazing loves. And when I hear everything, I'm just like, it's these incredible stories. When I lived in New York, it was like, it was a 45 minute to an hour one way to my job. Mm -hmm. And I would, (laughs) my friends hated going on the subway with me because I, I mean, anyone who knows me now, it's like, I'm going to start a conversation with a complete stranger. If I have more than five minutes, Yeah, I'm going to like, if I'm sitting at a bar waiting for you to show up at Marvel and Riley, you'll be talking to somebody. I'm going to be talking to somebody if someone's near me and isn't with like company either. Or maybe I'm talking to all of them. Right. (laughs) Like I just love, and I've always been like that. I love to hear people's stories. I do. I love so much to like, because I was such a bookworm when I was little and it like, it was such an escape for me to like, you know, go climb in my closet and like start reading and like picturing these worlds in my head. And then when I hear like real people's stories that not just like these fictional books and I can still picture what they look like as a little kid when they're telling me these like crazy stories, like in my head, it was so much fun. Like it's fun. I love it. You know? And my, my family's always like, you are so good with old people. You just sit there and listen to them talk for hours. People are the best. They're I'm like, the because best. they have They're the craziest so fucking stories. Mm-hmm. Well, they they live their lives. Yeah. Like, yeah, I I like I get worried about like some of some people in my life that I think are are living living their entire life, and it's a choice. It's a choice. Um, so I I don't want to pass judgment necessarily, but I guess I worry about their own fulfillment because it feels like they're living life like you know with like the Michelin man just like kind of covered in like puff and just like not actually like yeah. not taking risks. And it's not like everybody has to like take risks that could completely uproot your life, but even like just choosing to make certain decisions and deciding to pivot and like not sitting, like just, just like moving on something. Like you're not going to have all the answers. You're never going to be a hundred percent about like anything. Yeah. Like, and, and I was thinking because I'm, I'm at a crossroads right now, like with my, well, honestly, with like so many things with dating, I'm at a crossroads right now with, um, with like my, my business. I feel like I'm constantly at a crossroads, but that's kind of owning a business is like you're at a crossroads yeah. a lot. Um, <laughs> the day, it's like the most manic fucking relationship yeah. you'll ever have. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, with, with like so many things, so like, do I want to continue to live in Buffalo? I don't really know. Um, you know, and I was getting a little like nervous today because I was just kind of feeling like, like, what if it's just going to be like this forever? Which is a very common like thought to have as a, as a human, like, what if it's just going to be like this forever? What if I'm going to feel like this forever? And I just like thought about like all the times where I felt that and have made a decision so that I'll like end up feeling differently. And all the times where I thought that I was never going to have like what I have now. And then all of a sudden, like I do. And to like, I just like, 
it's a very common notion to think like I can't have that something that feels like so far off on the horizon or feels too hard it's so normal to feel like that way that that's never going to come to you but like but like I'm I'm constantly dispelling that because I'm like look at all the things that like I already have like look at all the things that I've already accomplished or the the people that I thought I could never like leave like the um the things that I thought I would never try, like the, the, the situations that I never thought I could get out of, like all of these different things, like can't, can't, can't. It's like, it's so exciting to me to think about all of the other like choices and like risks that I'm going to take in my life. Yeah. I love that. It's scary, but I love that. I've always, always said, um, even after kids, but before kids, I didn't think I was going to live past 30 because I was just constantly saying yes to things just to do it, just to live it, just to mm-hmm. see what would happen. And did sometimes it blow up in my face? Absolutely. Did sometimes I think I was going to get murdered? Absolutely. But <laughs> I'm just like, I, I think you have to live your life. That's what it's for, mm-hmm. you know? And not like with reckless abandon or any of yeah. that, but like, you know, like now that I've had kids, you know, for almost 15 years and even like you said, like you were saying, like I look at where I'm at now versus even four years ago, and I never saw this coming. Yeah, I never saw it coming. And if I would have said no or been super scared to say yes, yeah, to some of these things that I thought I was going to throw up while I was saying yes, yeah. or like signing a lease to a, a storefront or right. like all these things, like I'm. I knew, like I knew it, like it, it was there and it was like this thought, like, and anyone who knew me was like, oh yeah, Jen regularly says yes to things and then figures it out. But it didn't hit me until this last like few months. Mm-hmm. It didn't hit me that that's what I do. Because like, I've been really thinking about like how, how I want to live my life, right? Mm-hmm. And how have I been living my life and where can I be a little more intentional? And I'm like, should I keep doing this thing where I say, okay, fine, fuck it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. And then figure it out. And I'm like, yeah, I like it. Mm -hmm. You know, but Mm -hmm. it's like so many of my friends or family would be like, absolutely fucking not. There's no way I could do that. And not that that's wrong. That's just not right for them. Right. But it's like, I, I don't know if I could live my life any other way. You know, I don't know why anyone would want to. It has blown up in my face. Absolutely. I mean, naturally, but like you can, you can live the most like safe life and still have things go wrong yeah so like you know why wouldn't you yeah i don't know (laughs) i i've just i feel like i could write a book on all the fun amazing wonderful things that have happened all the scary hard dramatic things that have happened like i have felt all the feels and been in all the situations and i just feel like i want to keep writing a book what this podcast there you go that's my book oh my god i think (laughs) books are so special books are so important i love the book i'm writing i think everybody should write a book and even if it doesn't get published like just to accomplish like yeah i wrote that start to finish i wanted to when i was younger i wanted to be an author when i was like super huge book nerd like i i used to write my i remember when my mom married my stepdad and we moved in he gave me a typewriter that he had had just like sitting in the basement and i used to write these stories it was Can't, I can't even believe I'm remembering this. I'm like crying. I'm already crying. I'm laughing. I used to write these stories about these five um, animals that lived in the jungle, and they were like the best of friends, and they would go on these adventures. And like so the one cute. was like this crazy like jungle squirrel, and like but because I do art, like I would yeah. illustrate them on top of like writing these you stories have out. Any of these? 
I don't know. I they have to be my parents somewhere. You should check it out. I I gotta see. go in the basement and look. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, but oh my god, it, when I tell you, it was like stacks and stacks and stacks of typed up short stories for wow. years. Like yeah. that I wrote about this squirrel and her friends. I'm <laughs> so like, do squirrels cute. even live in the jungle? <laughs> that one does (laughs) that one did (laughs) and you should have seen her she was so fucking punk rock oh my god i'm like even in fourth grade i was like (laughs) you can write oh my god it sounds like it's like that would be maybe some good like inner child hearing yeah right but yeah no i i've been told my whole life as it keeps going that i should write a book about the things that i've already done and like before well do it while you still have fine motor control well that yeah. and a memory because uh, a memory. alzheimer's in my family so oh boy yeah that's definitely coming and Clock's that and that's starting to scare me because it it's like your own mortality yeah. you think about like for so long you don't think about it for so long you're untouchable no matter what you go through good bad or otherwise you're still it's like you still don't really wrap your head around the fact that you could die at any minute or you're going to get older. But then in that, with all that being said, it's like that's even more reason to just like fucking do yeah. it. And I feel like I feel like maybe we're sounding so cliched right now, but like <laughs> it really, but it really is like true. Just I just see so many people that like live their life in such like a safe way. And I don't know, like again, I try to not pass judgment. Everybody lives their life differently, but like you know, like I've been looking into like like immigration recently for like you know potentially moving to another country, and it's like there's like that part of me that's kind of like no 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 like that would be too hard like i don't think i could do that but i'm just like what the fuck like there have been like plenty of people that have immigrated but before. also like, you and i are the type of people that we always figure it out i know like, like exactly. oh, it's so hard yeah. and then like four hours later we're like oh that wasn't so hard right yeah, you know. <laughs> got it yeah jen and i like call each other freaking out like on a yeah. weekly basis about stuff like, oh, so, I and then like, it's been my turn to freak out about stuff actually but. never mind <laughs> yeah <laughs> literally you know, never mind you yeah. literally did that to me today i did yes you call me freaking out and then i had to go real quick and then you call me back and you're like actually never mind yeah i'm fine i'm actually fine everything's fine i'm good and i'm just like okay moving on because yeah. that's just how we are <laughs> that's like that's also something that um like everybody has their own way of coping with things one thing that i do that my family pointed out to me and i didn't realize that i did it until they told me is like if i have a big decision that i have to make or i like it doesn't just have to be a decision if i'm just like dealing with something i will call every single person that's close to me and just like talk to the first one who picks up and unfortunately jen nine times out of ten it's been you like recently because i don't leave my friends hanging even when i'm in art sessions i'm like if i'm with an independent group that's just like working doing their own thing and i can pick up i'm gonna pick up and step outside the door for a second as long as i can see appreciated yeah Yeah. i do that for all my friends you know Mm, because like i'm like if they're calling me it's for a reason otherwise they'd be texting right no that's true so that's, i'm also just like a big caller like i can just get my thoughts out better if i'm like same. speaking same. maybe that's how we get along so well yeah that's podcast. A lot. yeah <laughs> you and i don't shut up when we're no. together <laughs> that's why we're here right now oh my gosh Which i love yeah it seems like we're just in a point in, in a place of rambling we're yeah. in a place of rambling right now that's so. what happens when we talk about relationships yeah and humans <laughs> but you know we kind of went into this with like no plans so that's what happened but um Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>